Welcome back to the Corona Cup Battle of the Bands. Today is April 18th. It's Saturday. It's day 26 of lockdown here in Kansas City. Um, yeah, beaches are open in Florida. Apparently. Really? Um, yeah, oh yeah. Um, but they basically never closed. They were closed for like two weeks or something. Nice. Um, in any case, um, Today we have uh, on the call Emma Ross and Evan Morris uh, with me today, so short crew, but uh, we'll get through it. And uh, the albums we have today, we have the 1983 breakthrough effort from Def Leppard, uh, that is Pyromania, taking on the 1994 album from Tom Petty called Wildflowers, um, his last like major charting success album. Um, so... Uh, this is the only Def Leppard album on the bracket. This is the third Petty album. And as of yet, we've we've covered the other two, both of them, both the other Petty albums, and uh, they have combined to receive one vote. Nice. Um, so we'll see how Wildflowers fares here today. Um, so uh, without tipping your hand, opening thoughts from the two of you. Uh, two albums that I was pretty indifferent to going in, and two albums that I like a lot more going out. That's good, I think. Um, that, to me, is somewhat the aim of this whole project. To bring so, masses. Uh, that, that's what we like. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, uh, we, yeah. we covered, um, we covered Pyromania on Tales from the Zen Zone, rest in peace. Um. That, that, yeah, yeah. I, I like that episode. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we saw yeah, we saw uh, Def Leppard together. Uh, how many years ago? Years oh, ago. A long ass time ago. Like four or five years. Yeah, ago. a long ass time ago. Back in the days when concerts were a thing. Oh yeah, um, I remember those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that was the same event where I saw Sticks. They were one of the opening yeah. bands. Um. Anyhow, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll start here. I guess uh, start with Pyromania. Um, I, Emma, I know you're always the one that complains that I, I you you guess the wrong album. Got the right time. one today. There's, there's really no rhyme or reason to which one goes first. Generally, it's just whichever one I happen to listen to yeah. first. Yeah. Um, which is generally dictated by whichever one is a more of a high energy thing. Cause I listen to them late at night. And so I usually listen to the louder, more, uh, rougher sounding one mm -hmm. first. Uh, so there's your cheat sheet to my, cool. uh, haphazard decisions. It's been um, a little bit of like a personal challenge game for me, but today I got it right. <laughs> all right. Um, so Pyromania, Def Leppard, um, Emma, start yeah. us off. So... Uh, this one has, obviously, most of their giant hits, um, aside from Pour Some Sugar On Me, which, incidentally, is my favorite. And I know it's overplayed, mm -hmm. I don't care. Um, but it has all the other pretty big ones on here, I think. Uh, rock, Rock Till You Drop, I mean, it was a fine rock song to start a fine rock album. It was a good song, it was high energy, it sets the tone really well. Um, Photograph is great. And yeah, again, I know, I know it's overplayed. I know it's overrated by necessity because it's overplayed. But it is a really good song. There's a reason it's a hit. And then I try to, you know, remember in the beginning it got popular for a reason. And it's a very good song. And you know, so is Panama. So is Jump. So is Come Sail Away. They're all good. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that, you yeah. know, most most of those songs that get played to death are yeah. good, but you know, I think yeah, they don't they don't play them to death because they suck. Yeah, no, and this this occurred to me the other day because we've been having a lot of like bands with big big radio hits on the albums we've listened to recently. One of the reasons yeah. I'm a little bit gentler towards some of these big radio hits is I have not listened to the radio in probably close to a year at this point ever since you so kindly helped me get a dongle for my car and I can now listen to my phone instead of the radio in the car. Um, I've had time to get away from these big radio hits and uh, regain my affection for them. So Now, let me let me intercede for a minute to tell anybody that happens to be listening to this what a dongle <laughs> is. Um, this is a um this is a little thing it looks it's yeah a little it's about about a little bit bigger than well you see dongle is a thingamadoo it's a whatchamacallit it it, it plugs into your your cigarette outlet in your car and it's an fm radio transmitter so you can link your phone to it and feed the music through the fm radio (laughs) signal into your radio on your car to avoid having to fool with an ox cord if you're like me and Emma and drive old ass dilapidated with cars. Yeah. I, I used um, to have one of those so, and it like it it broke a little bit so like every time I hit a big bump it would like disconnect and it I'd get a whole bunch of static. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes if I turn yeah. that little knob to skip songs too hard it just dislodges and psh, you know. Yeah. It, it's always that fun. Will happen. That, you, that will happen. You, if you pull up to someone at like a stoplight and uh, you you know what radio station they're listening to. You can uh, change your transmitter to that frequency and mess with the radio. <laughs> I've never done it. I've never done it. Someone else told me about it. I think it was Nathan Etheridge. I might be wrong. No, 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 no. No, it was Ethan Purdy. Ethan Purdy told me. He would also do that. Yeah, um, they would both do that. Um, in any case, yeah. Um. I got a little sidetracked. Emma, uh, pick up on on your review yeah. Here. So, um, stage fright sounded a lot like a Kiss song to me, which is not a bad thing. It just that's kind of the thought I kept returning to is God, Def Leppard and Kiss, they're basically the same in a lot of ways. Not totally, but sort of. Um, that said, it was it was a good song, and I I love Kiss. I like Kiss more than I like Def Leppard, but um, stage fright was good. Too late for love was pretty good. Um, Die Hard the Hunter was fun. Fool and I knew, and that one is also a decent hit of theirs. It's not my favorite, but it's it's fine. Uh, Rock of Ages, I really like the um Gunter Glieben Glauben Globen in the beginning. <laughs> that uh that entertained me. I don't know what that's from, but I know I've heard it before. Um, it, it's like German gibberish, I think. Is it? Is that all it is? Just like like oh, this is what stereotypical German sounds like. Yeah. This is how we of it okay it, but it's funny because I, i'm pretty sure Glauben is actually a, a word in german it means to believe <laughs> oh, okay well yeah, i'm the, german so- it, the rest of it means nothing though <laughs> well i'm german so i'm allowed to uh laugh at making fun of germans uh rock of Ages. yeah that that was rock of ages uh coming under fire fine action not words fine billy's got a gun was good i like that um so overall i don't know like it's got a very good energy. It's very fun to listen to, but it all very much blends and it's just like it's it's just kind of generic rock to me, which is good. Like I I love rock, but nothing on here really grabbed me. Again, my absolute favorite wasn't on here. Um it's good and I and I do love photograph and will shamelessly headbang to photograph. So good time, good time to listen to it. 
Um, just didn't really like, oh my god, you know, like, but it was good. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, Evan, I know you're fond of this oh, band. Yeah. I know we saw them together. So give us your takeaways from Pyromania. I mean, just like there are all the songs on here are good. Like it, I, you could choose any song on here and it's just, I just automatically love it. Like they're all just high energy, fun songs to play whenever you need a burst of energy or whatever. Like, I mean, okay, so obviously Photograph, Fool, and Rock of Ages, those are the, the big ones off of here. But really, I, I just, I like all of them. They're pretty good. I like it. See, see, um, um, what, what is it? Tales from the Zen Zone episode number something, I don't know. I don't yeah, remember. Not, it was but early. Yeah, yeah, we covered this on, on my old podcast. Um, But yeah, like, you know, I'm looking at it here. Um. I forget where I read this exactly, but like Def Leppard is to me, like they're not the greatest at this, but they are probably the most like when I think of just eighties radio rock, these guys are who I go to because they're, and this isn't meant to be a dig at them, although it might sound that way when I say it, they just, you know, Van Halen has Eddie Van Halen, who's a rock god in his own right. GNR has Slash and Axl Rose, who are their thing. Bon Jovi has their own kind of sound. Def Leppard, to me, just seems like the true neutral of 80s rock. I'd, I'd agree with you. Um, like, there's nothing terribly extreme about them. There's nothing about them that really stands out that much. But that's not a dig at them. I mean, I think I would have said the same thing about Boston for the 70s. And and we talked about them a couple uh, weeks ago or something. Um, now, yeah, like, um, so Def Leppard is very much a two-album band. This album and Hysteria, which is where the song Hysteria and Animal and Armageddon it and Pour Some Sugar on Me and um, Love Bites, I think have all, all come all or on that one that one's later than this one um but anyway um yeah like i've never seen a band this is i love this i've never seen a band that has more like the amount of songs they have that have the word rock in the title <laughs> is, is almost just hilarious to me um in any case, uh, rock, rock till you drop, you know, is, um, that's two, right? Yeah. Again, yeah. You've got two right there. What? Right. Again, it's kind of a dumb name and it's kind of a dumb song if I'm honest, but it's, it's great high energy to kick off the album. Um, they opened the concert with this too, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, Tons of life, tons of fun, and then straight into photograph that everybody knows and loves. Um, uh, stage fright, yeah, I like the kiss comparison. Um, I think that's that's pretty apt. Um, it's good, you know. It it see to me, it has the unfortunate problem of bridging the gap between photograph, which everyone loves, and too late for love, which is also very well known. Um, 
So it feels like a lull just because it's on either side of those songs, but there's really nothing bad about it exactly. Um, Die Hard the Hunter is okay. Um, I think I would call it the weakest on the album. Um, but that's just me. Um, flip it over, you got Foolin', which is again, classic Def Leppard. Um, and then Rock of Ages. For me, that was my introduction to the band. Um, and yeah, uh, I really dig that song. Um, if I remember right, Evan, correct me if I'm wrong here, if you remember, but I think their encore when we saw them was Rock of Ages and Photograph. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember, but that that sounds about right. If, if I were yeah, to guess, because they what a closed Def the regular. Would, yeah, if I were to guess what a Def Leppard encore would be, it would be like Rock of Ages, Photograph, and um, what would what would the other one be? I think they closed the regular set with Pour Some yeah, Sugar. Yeah, that's right. Me. Yeah, and and then went into this. Um, but yeah, um, Rock of Ages is great. Um, German, uh, the German gibberish is great. Um, I believe that comes from Rick Allen, the extraordinaire one-armed drummer of Death Yes, um, I forgot about him. He's so fucking cool. <laughs> he's incredible. He's cool um, arrested for domestic violence, lest we forget, but he's a badass. Yeah, I think I heard that. Um but yeah, you know, um, but he has an amazing comeback story. He does. He really does. Um, I'm actually not certain if he lost his arm before or after this album, but it was, it was at some point during their run as yeah, musicians. It, it, was it like, wasn't like something that, yeah, it was, it was after the band had formed. Didn't the seat he's in a uh, car wreck and the seatbelt like severed his arm, right? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, so wasn't, it was after this album. Wasn't Def Leppard the band? His accident was about a year after this came out. Um, so, yeah, they were already superstars in the world of music when he lost his arm. Um, this album would have and probably should have been a number one album in the world. Um, but Thriller was around at the same time. Um, so, yeah peaked at number two, kept off the top spot by Thriller, the best-selling album in the history of recorded music. That's so a fat rip. If that, that, to me, is hell of a fine silver medal. Um, um, so after Rock of Ages, you get into the, the end of the album here, the last three songs we have. Coming Under Fire, Action Not Words. Uh, both of those were good. Um, both of them were similar to each other a lot. Um, I liked Coming Under Fire a little better, I guess. And then Billy's Got a Gun ends the album, and I don't know, I'm not sure exactly how to put into words what that made me think of, but it, it was like um, like walking through a dark alley late at night, chomping on a cigarette, leaned up against a Harley Davidson, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know how you explain that exactly, but that's the feeling it gives me, and it's a good song, I liked it a lot. So, very solid album here. Um wasn't wasn't yeah, Def Leppard the band where they had like a cruise or something like that and there was like a tribute band for them but then they were actually the tribute band or is that a different band that I'm thinking of that's that's okay that. yeah that's what I thought um so Def Leppard had a cruise you know like Kiss has mm -hmm. a cruise and some of these other bands have their own cruises Def Leppard tried it one year 
and they called it Hysteria on the High Seas. And uh, they were the lead entertainment, you know, but their opening act was uh, called Dead Flatbird. And it was, um, so they were billed as the world's greatest Def Leppard cover band. <laughs> uh, lo and behold, it was the real Def Leppard in wacky outfits playing their own deep. Oh, voice. that's amazing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So that's, that's really cool. Um, anyway, uh, so that's, that's Pyromania. Um, so now we're going to look at, uh, Tom Petty's wildflowers. Um, a little bit about this album before we get into the critiques. Um, for one thing, uh, it's a Tom Petty solo album. Uh, it's not Petty and the Heartbreakers, although as with full moon fever, it might as well be, um, he has a lot of contributions from Mike Campbell and the rest of the heartbreakers on this album. Nonetheless, um, this was also like his last major, like hit making album. Um, after this, he didn't have much further success. Um, it on vinyl, it's a double album. I don't own a record, a copy of this album in large part because they average about four or $500 a piece. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. Um, there are estimated to be about 5,000 of them in existence, um, because this was 1994 when, uh, vinyl was on the downhill slope. Uh, so there are not very many, uh, LPs of wildflowers. It's never really been reissued outside of a box set. So basically if you want this on vinyl, you have to either pay four or $500 for an original copy, or you have to spend four or $500 on the complete Tom Petty discography in a vinyl box hmm. set. Um, that is, that's, that's it. Um, although my favorite record store in Columbia had one for a little while. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a little backstory on this album. So I bought it for five bucks on a CD. I'm not too good for a CD. Um, Emma, give us your thoughts on. Wild I was about Flowers. to say you could do that, or you could just get the hell over yourself and buy a CD. So I'm, <laughs> I'm glad. Um, so Wildflowers, I hadn't really ever listened to before. Any, I think the only song on here that I really knew was "You Don't Know How It Feels," um, which is not really one of my favorites by him. Like I just, I don't know. It's it's fine. It just doesn't quite do it for me. Um. Opening with the song Wildflowers, that song is fucking beautiful. I can't believe I love that. Yeah, I think I I did I can't talk, apparently. Um, it sounded a little bit familiar in the chorus part, so I think I might have heard bits and pieces of it before, but I'd never like just sat down and listened to it all the way through. And I can't believe when he died, this was the song that everybody started covering. Okay, that's fair. So that's probably why you heard it because when he died all the tributes to him were that song that makes hmm. sense okay but anyway um yeah. it's it's gorgeous and i can't believe i haven't ever heard it all the way through before because it's just i think one of his most like just pretty songs so it was fantastic um now after that i liked pretty much everything and right now i i listened to this maybe half an hour ago uh Mm-hmm. I'm having trouble like bringing any of these specific songs to mind. I think that's just because Wildflowers was so good; it it is occupying all of my memory. Um, the mm-hmm. one that did stand out to me, other than that, was Honeybee, um, just because I thought it was very funny. Um, I like the 
windows. Yeah. I like the, the style of it. You know, it's kind of bluesy a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I like the intro on it where he's just like, this is a little song called Sweet Honey Bee or whatever. It's about a me, the King Bee. And okay, and when he said King Bee, all I could think of was the Killer Bees from SNL and the time <laughs> that it, John Belushi sang the song called King Bee. And that was just its own fun little uh, mental rabbit hole. Anyway. Um, usually when I say that songs blended together for me, that's a bad thing. Here it wasn't. Um, everything mm-hmm. was just so pretty and so easy listening. And it just, like, there was nothing that seemed out of place, really. There was nothing that was annoying. It was just a nice flow of an album. Uh, the only thing I could say maybe is that I wish Wildflowers, the song, had been closer to the middle. Because it was so, so, so good that it would have been nice to like kind of have a little bit of a whoop right in the middle like a little pick me up but that's not a bad thing um to have it right in the beginning either because it was just such a nice album all the way through and yeah i think with my other tom petty albums that we've listened to on here um i've said like there's a reason the hits are the hits or his voice is very annoying if it's not in the right circumstances or there are just some songs that aren't that good this album pretty much circumvented all of that i think which is very impressive so yeah uh really good really really good album would you say it's your favorite of his that we've covered um i can't totally say that in good conscience because it doesn't have as many of the hits that i adore off of it but Mm -hmm. it's still very good and it has fewer problems than the other two did so i think it makes it a better competitor than the other two were um considering what it's up against but I don't know if I could say that it's my favorite just because of how many great hits are on the other two. Fair enough. Um, Evan, give us your thoughts on Wildflower. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I mean, I thought it was okay. I don't don't think I liked it as much as Emma did, but like, um, I enjoyed for whatever reason. Like every three songs, I really liked. Like Wildflowers was good, and then the two, then You Wreck Me was good, but the two in between it, I thought were eh. And then, like, same thing. Like, I liked... Uh, you Wrecked Me is the, the other huge hit. Yeah. Here. And I, I liked um, Honeybee. Yeah. And I liked Cabin Down Below. And I liked... I kind of liked House yes. in the Woods. But then, like, everything else on there is just kind of low energy and, like, un, un, unmemorable, I guess. I, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I just... Eh, like, it was okay. I, I liked it. But I, it's not really my style of music, I guess, just because it's not... I mean, I like, you know, I like hype up music and, and stuff that gets me going. And this was, it was pretty. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It, it was pretty. It was beautifully written. The lyrics, like, actually meant something, which you can't really say for uh, a lot of Def Leppard songs, I guess. Yeah. And, like, I, I enjoyed it, but it's not really my style, I guess. But I thought it was interesting. It's very new. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that it was, like, a pattern. Like, it was every three songs that I liked. Yeah, that is that is interesting. Um, seems like for the most part, the ones you liked were the real high oh, energy yeah. ones. All about is, that. Again, that's you. Oh yeah, that's totally you. Um, but I I, I like that you mentioned the song Wildflowers too because that is just very pretty. Uh-huh. And for you, a metalhead, to agree with that is is impressive. Um, so what do I have to say about this? Um, so like I've said, I'm a big Petty fan. This is my favorite Petty album. Um, and yeah, like I get that there, okay, there are more 
major hits on Full Moon Fever and on Damn the Torpedoes. Um, but I think both those albums also have some songs on them that are either just very mediocre or lacking. Um, but I really, really like this album. Um, Wildflowers, the song, as we've said, is just super pretty. Um, and I agree that it should not have let off the album. Mm-hmm. Um, in large, well, for a couple of reasons, but one of the biggest reasons I think that is because I think as great as it is, it's not really indicative of the album very much. Yeah. Think about like, I think Petty's a good example of doing that right in other cases. Look at, uh, Free Fallen let off Full Moon Fever and Refugee let off Damn the Torpedoes. And I think both of them set the tones for the albums very well. Mm -hmm. Um, Wildflowers doesn't in the same way. It, there are other songs similar to it on the album, but it's, it's the prettiest and it's probably the most like stripped down, um, acoustic type song out on this album. So I would have put it maybe third or fourth or fifth, but not first. Um, and then we go into, you don't know how it feels, which is, um, again, just a very, very good petty song. And one of my favorite stories about musical censorship, (laughs) um, so the chorus of the song, of course, says, uh, let's get to the point and roll another joint. And um, they didn't like that when it came out. And so they, they asked him to change it. And uh, so when he redid the song for the censors, it became, let's hit another joint. Um, which Petty, of course, said, well, I mean, that could mean like we're bar hopping yeah. or something. But it could also mean... Now we're literally smoking the joint we rolled in the explicit, quote unquote, explicit version of the song. Um, so I love that that he managed to basically tell the censors to suck it on that song. Um, it's also just a good song. And then Time to Move On is pretty um, and mellow and just kind of Midwestern-y like a lot of these songs are. Um and then you wreck me comes back with a ton of energy, um, makes you want to get up and dance and move. And, uh, again, radio hit very good. Um, and then it's good to be King. I love this song. Um, this is such a good song. Um, and for whatever reason, this was the song that I was repeating the hell out of after Tom Petty died. I mean, this whole album, but that song in particular, I really like It's Good to Be King. Um, Only a Broken Heart's okay. And then Honey Bee is great. Um, Honey Bee and Cabin Down Below, I really like. They're both, they're similar. They got good riffs to them. Um, Good rhythm sections. They are the occasional appearances of rock and roll on an otherwise rootsy, almost country-esque album at times. and yeah, very bluesy, both of them. Um, Don't Fade on Me and Hard on Me are both very good also. They're similar. They fit together nicely. Um, uh, yeah, I like them both a lot. Um, and then we start to fade. Um, we're 10 songs into a 15-song double album, and it starts to fade in my But opinion. Jake, we just um, listened to Don't Fade on Me. How can it fade after Don't Fade on Me? Yeah, right. Um, to to find a friend is is okay. Um, 
it didn't do a lot for me. Um, I did find out reading the liner notes that Ringo Starr plays drums on that song. Huh. Um, oddly enough, I, I didn't, I wouldn't have ever thought him and Tom Petty to have had anything to do with each other. Um, but yeah, of course he plays on a very forgettable Petty song that has really, yeah, fades away if you don't know that. Higher Place, I don't remember that much. House in the Woods is okay. Um, and then Crawling Back to You, I liked. Um, to me, I was like, all right, we just had three very mediocre songs, and then that one, that one saves it. And that's the end, right? Wrong. Um, then we have Wake Up Time, which I did not like. Um, no, I didn't. I thought it I, I, I thought it um would have been better somewhere else on the album, mm-hmm. but I thought it kind of stifled the momentum of crawling back to you and it let it ended the album rather weakly. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm a big I'm big on the first and the last track of an album being mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And when an album's been doing well and then the last song is just not very good, um, it just, you know, like all the albums I love have excellent last songs. Like um, Hotel California has The Last Resort or we had Freebird the other day for that or When the Levee Breaks on Zeppelin Four, stuff like that. But when you end an album with uh, something like Her Majesty, um I'm going to complain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that so that's, that's exactly what I was thinking of was, you know, the end and then Her Majesty. I'm just like, why? That made me so mad. Yeah. It made me mad. Especially because it's like the last really- last piece of music that, that they ever, like, like chronologically speaking, recorded together. It makes me so angry. I know. Right? Um, and yeah, like this, I mean, to a lesser extent, but I had similar feelings about wake up time on this. Album. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so there we have it. Um, we'll go ahead and get our votes in here. Um, Emma. Um, I got to say wildflowers because um, partly I just feel bad for having let my boy Tom Petty down thus far. And also just because, I think to an extent, both of these albums blended together for me, but Wildflowers was in a much more pleasant way. Um, I felt a lot more listening to Wildflowers. Uh, Def Leppard's great. I like rock. I like hard rock a lot, but this just, it had more meaning to me. Uh, just the song Wildflowers, I think, makes up for any shortcomings it has, and it doesn't have all that many. Um, and I liked Wake Up Time. Maybe it wasn't the best closer, but it was still like, I, I thought it was a good song. So I think that the good far outweighs the bad on this one. So I'm going to have to go with that. I'm going to go ahead and point this out too. Um, and I told you this before, Emma, but this was the, uh, so Mary Jane's last dance, the song, he, one of his biggest hits is not actually off any one album mm-hmm. of his, um, but it was recorded during the wildflowers. Well, sessions. that's, um, that just steals the deal then because that's my favorite song of his. So, yeah, so in a lot of cases, it's kind of lumped in with uh, with this album. It actually, they threw it on the end of his Greatest Hits album that came out like six months prior to this mm-hmm. album. Um, but it was recorded for this. Um, and yeah, so... Um, I'll just, for, for the purposes of this, then I'll yeah. just consider that to be part of it. So yeah, what uh, flowers yeah. for me. Um, Evan? I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. I, I mean, I gotta go with Def Leppard. I mean... There's, 
there's really no competition in my mind. Like Def Leppard is just is, in my opinion, far superior because I I enjoyed it a lot more. It was higher energy. It was more fun. Like Wildflowers is beautiful and all that, but I don't really look to music for beauty most of the time. Sometimes I do. If if a song is beautiful and fun, that's perfect. But I would definitely prefer fun over beautiful. Maybe that says something about me. I don't know, but it's got to be Def Leppard. Well, it might say something about you, Evan, but I don't think if it does that that's a bad uh-huh. thing necessarily. I think that's something if you get if you spend a lot of time sitting around with um, pretentious music people, <clears throat> myself included, um, you will find that um, a lot of them are have have one philosophy of what music is, and they they measure everything against that. And I think that's the wrong way to do it. And uh, yeah, like obviously then by that it would almost render such a thing as this kind of silly. Um, but I, I think the nice part of our panel is that we have enough variety and parity in who we are as, as consumers of music. Yep. You know, um, yeah, for sure. we have you who is all about energy, all about fun, all about electricity. Um, we have somebody like Gabe, who's very much into pretty ethereal congeniality that feels like a project. We have Christian who will ride or die by the great lyricists of rock and roll. Um, and then the rest of us, I think all kind of have different components of that and kind of rate out differently on those particular philosophies. Um, so my vote here, um, yeah, I, I got. They're I'm really curious good. what Both you're gonna say. You know, they're really good. I mean, so, like, um, you know the the Def Leppard album again. This is the Def Leppard album, um, and you know it depends on kind of my day, I think. But if I'm in the mood for their music, this is where I go, and it never disappoints me in that respect. Um. Wildflowers, on the other hand, is um, much the same. Um, I do think, like, Pyromania... So, you know, Def Leppard was around for a little while before this and a good while after this, and I think Pyromania was the most, like, radio-heavy, friendly album they ever had. I think Wildflowers was not that way. I think Wildflowers was kind of Petty's... um, kind of like Electric Ladyland was for Hendrix that we've talked about before. Like he has his big hits and then this has a couple of hits that everybody knows. And then all these deep cuts that, that, you know, for the gatekeepers of the (laughs) world. Um, But I I think this is to petty what that was to Hendrix in a lot of ways. Um, I got to go with Wildflowers. I just do. Um, I love this album, man. And I, I think like, okay, I was thinking about this today. Um, I played up the drama there. <laughs> I was, I, I was signed, sealed and delivered for wildflowers as soon as it stopped. Playing. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I am going to say this, like I was looking at some of our um, numbers on this tournament so far, and we had four artists that, that had three albums on the bracket. 
Uh, we had Billy Joel, Tom Petty, David Bowie, and Pink Floyd. Um, so if you look at, at those guys, um, Bowie and Billy Joel and now Petty have all had two of their albums eliminated already. Um, Bowie has Ziggy Stardust coming up later, so there's still a strong chance of a Bowie album in the second round. Uh, but Petty and, and Billy Joel both had one advance, and the ones that advanced, I think, were probably the least likely to do so on paper. Um, That's for damn sure. Which is, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's more obvious with, with Billy Joel, yeah. but I think this would also be like, if I was a betting man of the three Petty albums, this would not have been the one to advance. Mm-hmm. Um, although... I think it also has to do with what they were matched off with. Um, And then, you know, Pink Floyd uh, has only been up twice and they've won both times. Although Monday uh, we have their third album uh, on the bracket, third and final entry from Pink Floyd. That is the wall taking on. And this is so weird. um, Nine to five by Dolly Parton. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it's possible and probably likely that Pink Floyd has three albums in the second round. Um, probably the Beatles will as well. Um, they have four albums on the bracket. We've covered three of them already. And two of those three have moved on. Sergeant Peppers is coming up, uh, next week. Um, but yeah, two to one for wildflowers here. Um, Petty moves on to the second round. Um, and uh that what how does the okay uh yes so petty moves on uh will face the winner of tomorrow's uh matchup so yesterday we had fleetwood mac rumors their biggest album tomorrow we have their other album on the bracket just it's just called fleetwood mac it's their number two album by all accounts uh taking on what some people call one of the best albums ever made that is pet sounds beach boys tomorrow um so yeah, um, interesting. And uh, thanks to my panel, Evan and Emma, coming through today. I know a lot of our our folks were pretty busy today, so I appreciate you guys making it on the show. And uh, that'll work. Uh, Till tomorrow, rock on, my friends. Rock on.